And with that. And with that. Uh, <laughs> you got me again, RJ. You got me again. Uh, you're a funny guy. You're a funny guy. If you had to guess what James Harden's middle name is, what do you think it would be? Oh, man. Brock. Uh, I don't know. Kevin. Not bad. Ooh. Edward. Hey. He shares the same middle name as our little brother. Grant Edward Lee Pert. That was nice waking up to just like an hour of suspense. And then... We'll talk about it on the pod, but then Jack is just, I, that's what I was waiting for, is for the text to just hit the GM. <laughs> that's why every time it like popped up on my Apple watch, I'm like, oh, fuck. I know. <laughs> I, that's why I, I just kept sending texts. So I was like, it's every, there's going to be a part of him where every time, you know, I, I feel like I sent a text like at least consistently every like 10, 15 minutes <laughs> starting like three hours prior to the deadline and then yeah and then it actually happened i was i was just on twitter and um yeah i just refreshed it right as it went and i also i also had some woge and shams alerts but i was already sitting there just kind of refreshing it because there had started to both frank isola who has obviously been a New York media member for a long time, and then some guy who covers the Sixers both kind of tweeted similar info at the same time, saying, like, everything's kind of done, but it's just a, exactly a matter of, like, is it Seth, is it Dive, or, or something like that. And so I was like, oh, my God, like, this is getting actually pretty close and so that's when i just started to pretty much refresh twitter all the time and sure <laughs> enough shams shams you know, like 30 seconds Got later it. Woj. <laughs> he beat him dude he the, the him. typing the typing oh shams i don't think included the Millsap part of it where i think like or, or the drummond part of it he didn't include the drummond part of it shams where Woj did get the drummond part but like could you like you get that info? You know, Woj is getting that info at the same time. You have to. Just the typing of it alone would be so nerve wracking because, like, you know, it's a matter of like seconds between you and Woj in this race. See, well, here's the thing, though. Do they? Because I agree with you, the typing is critical. Are you going to a keyboard then? I would go to a keyboard, but you can't have a keyboard on you at all times. So I feel like he's spending Mac the day Mac. at the computer waiting with his phone i mean let's be honest though he probably has drafts of ben simmons has been traded from the sixers to blank for blank they probably have that queued up you know i'm sure they were getting wind of this for a long time but certainly even hours before they broke it, I'd imagine they were pretty confident that it was going to happen well that's funny you say that because wasn't Woj saying that no discussions had happened? Wasn't he the one reporting that from Maybe. the Nets there was no discussions? And everyone was like, well, 
clearly there is and wind horse yeah. is reporting that it's almost a done thing i think i have that right maybe i mixed them yeah. up i know that they had like conflicting reports but i for sure know that wind horse i i think you're right because a lot of people have been joking that like wind horse on one right now or just like winning and kind of beat out woge and stuff so i think you're right about the the wind, wind horse has definitely been on this even a few days ago he was like i'm pretty confident that this is gonna happen and that was when i started to take it a little bit more seriously so then wind horse has better guys than woge pretty well much. i was gonna say i think we Maybe. i think we have seen woge's peak perhaps because Ooh. you know i think the rise well wind horse has been a mainstay for a while but shams has certainly taken off and i think yeah. I think there's more of a feeling that Woj, you know, I want to say similar to Schefter, but Schefter has his ability to beat everyone all the time, I feel like. But everyone sees Schefter as a mouthpiece for the general managers, the upper, like the ownership groups and that sort of thing. And I feel like that's what's happening to Woj to a point where people see him almost as just a mouthpiece for those owners, partners, general managers. And I feel like that makes him, at least in you know the Twitter sphere, for whatever that's worth, Lord knows I fight against them all the time, but I feel like in the Twitter sphere, Woj is on the decline, whereas people are high on Shams, and like you were saying, Shams beat him today. He did by truly a mere seconds, truly, truly seconds. Like I was, I was sitting there. I think I might have sent it to you guys back to back in the, in the group chat. Just like sent the Shams tweet, sent the Woj tweet, almost back to back. I'm so fascinated by that area of sports, the news breaking and like having the inside source like oh man. there are so many people like connected and like like team owners have to take an account like who they tell or like who do they tell and that gets is is there a media person that they allow that or that are really like shams woge all those guys on the inside and the owner doesn't know who but i think i think they i mean they have a bunch of assistants working on these trades it's not literally just daryl morey and uh sean what what's his name sean marks sean marks going back and forth on the phone without anyone no. doing the research so there's people on this project and i think those are the people that they target whereas i'm saying Woj might actually have the line to the like owner specifically and maybe even the general manager not to say that Shams doesn't have those sources too but um i just think that he is sort of i i see him as a mouthpiece for the higher ups within the league yeah i don't and i don't know how many owners like i'm sure these guys talk to owners all the time because owners are obviously significant GMs, GMs, I should person, say. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the GMs, it's the assistant GMs, it's the agents, it's the coaches. I mean, what they're reporting on, obviously, you can generally, you know, if you have an eye for it over time, you 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 get a pretty good idea of maybe 
where a piece of information might be coming from in terms of like hierarchy in terms of like can you break it down from a front office is that sound maybe like an agent kind of thing that's usually the divide is you know front office agent that's usually those people are the ones that woad shams mark stein break some news for the nba occasionally two wind horse like those are the guys they have relationships with front office executives and agents and people you know i mean people like to talk and to be honest you know i mean i yeah i don't know i mean it's to the point where like you know you know woge and shams are gonna have it from somebody so sometimes you may as well tell them I, I i don't know i mean i don't know exactly how that sausage is made um but you know those guys have relationships all across the board so one well, and, and some a, of- there's a screenplay there there is a screenplay there. Oh my god! They can make a character in that realm. Draft day, no. Moneyball. No, uh, no, not draft day. No, not Moneyball. I'm talking about like the Woj. Woj, that would be an entirely phone. Just yeah, on his phone, nonstop. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can, maybe I mean, take like, you make up something interesting for the character. Like I was thinking, like a cokehead, just always make it Woj in the '80s, but I don't think it. There were Woges in the 80s. It was freaking newspapers. No, they were, but they were local. You know, they were the local newspaper or maybe, maybe local television station. And, you know, if it was a local newspaper, you heard about it the next morning. Right. Well, that and that's what I'm <laughs> yeah, imagining it's like... is it's hilarious thinking about us finding out about this trade tomorrow morning in the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. It's info journalism, which has sort of taken off in its own unique way uh, when it comes to, you know, sports reporting. It's obviously nothing that is anything different than old fashioned reporting is you just talk to co- people constantly, you build relationships and and, you know, you write stories. In this case, it's about beating people to breaking news, which, uh, you know, <laughs> is, is different than, you know, is certainly new. Uh, in the world of media but nonetheless like yeah we see we see about in a tweet we all know instantaneously where yeah i mean 30 years ago somebody works for you know some new york paper and somebody works for some philadelphia and they might you know i mean depends exactly how far you go back for technology purposes but nonetheless a lot of people are probably finding out the next day or just you know on the local news or something (laughs) that night you know the sports anchored dropping a news story that so-and-so has been traded or honest to God, you know, it depends how long ago it was, but early 2000s, you're just constantly watching SportsCenter. You just have ESPN on, right? If the trade deadline, you just watch it. Michael Jordan I mean, has retired from basketball. But now it's just a tweet and they're all typing and I wonder, they're probably good at it now, but my hands would be shaking. And then I'd have to read it over 12 times because I'd be scared and then I'd and then I'd lose it. <laughs> well you're not fit for the job then <laughs> no i mean i don't i don't know any you take jobs. your time with your words you're you're delicate with them you <laughs> you well, well, form just... them in a in a perfect little statue he's also an editor as you're molding them yeah, i'll yeah. read it over <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, if GMs want to start telling me stuff, I'll gladly tweet it. <laughs> well, I got a tweet. I got a tweet for someone. I'll try it. Oh tweet. yeah, true. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's I'll, I'll it. bring us in. I'll bring us in. I'm pissed about that bet. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special edition episode of No Country. For big men. I am Patrick Leapart, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan, a.k.a. James Harden is a Sixer, and by Jack, <laughs> a.k.a. Bye-bye, Benny boy. <laughs> well, we told you this would happen if there was a dynamite trade, if lives would never be the same, if the tectonic plates have shifted due to the magnitude of this trade. This trade, which has changed the NBA forever, unlike other trades, <laughs> is one of the biggest trades in history. If you don't know what I'm talking about, why are you here? Just kidding. James Harden has been traded to the Philadelphia 76ers, and Ben Simmons is now a Brooklyn Net, alongside with his teammates Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, Two future first-round picks, one being an unprotected 2023 first-rounder, as well as a top eight protected 2027 first-rounder. <laughs> 2027. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, Paul Millsap was also included, and he'll be Embiid's backup for, I mean, I assume so. So uh, it came down to the last day, two hours before the deadline. And I think that this is a great lesson in life is to know when to hold them. To oh, know when no. to fold them. When to walk away. Know when to w- run. You also have to... Know when to run. Know when to run. Know when to run. You also have to never count your money when you're sitting at the table. Because there'll be time enough for counting when the okay. deal is done. And that's what Daryl did. And it paid off. I, th- I mean, it paid off in a way I couldn't even imagine. I never saw this. I never saw James Harden in a Sixers uniform. Like, I never imagined that. Uh, but here we are. And I want to get your guys' reaction, like, instant reaction when you heard the news. Because Jack was spamming the GM. Sham, 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 sham. And that's when I knew everything has been changed forever. And this whole situation, this Ben S- Simmons situation has come to this moment. Uh, yeah, just tell me your guys' initial reactions, please. Well, I'm going to play a little bit of an Uno reverse card here because I'm not the Sixers fan here. I mean, I guess we can start with Ryan. But I need... Your opinion is just as important here, Jack. Don't you worry. All right, but I want your emotions. I want your and Ryan's emotion. This is your okay. team. You're, you are the party concerned. Yeah, you guys, right. this is James Harden is your guy now. <laughs> I mean, you're on the boat with him. God, whether damn. you like it or not. No, don't put it this way. Don't put it. <laughs> I'm this not. Way. No, I I will state my opinions on what the deal, and I need your. Th- I want your breaking thoughts when it when it was happening. Now that it's a few hours later, I'll put mine in there. Don't worry. But give it, give them to me, Ryan. What Ryan was in lab? I I don't know. Yeah. Well, I was at home working from home this morning and was definitely distracted 
by all the rumors circulating, by all the group chats popping off. Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? And then I get to lab and I'm having a conversation with a lab mate. And then I check my phone and there's too many texts to comprehend all of it. (laughs) All I know is that it has clearly happened. And I see Curry's name and I'm a little bit gutted. As you can tell from this podcast and how I speak about him, I really am a fan of Sethan. Loved what he did in the playoffs for us. And then I was bummed to see Drummond go. I've kind of had a little little soft heart for him. A little soft spot down there. And then, yeah, it just kind of, like you said, Pat, I just would have never thought that James Harden would ever be donning the Sixers uniform. So that's still sitting weird with me, and we'll dive more into what I think specifically about it. Again, kind of expecting it, not really sure what was going to happen. So I was I was pretty unemotional, actually, when it happened. But I appreciate you keeping me posted and uh, making sure that I knew right on the spot. <laughs> I mean, I was, I think I was more emotional about it. I mean, you were in lab, so your mind was occupied. I was, I was not in lab. I was in my kitchen. And it just felt like this energy, like the universe was pushing, like this trade was going to happen. I mean, we were talking about Windhorse reporting that it was going to happen. So, like, you had the sense that it was coming and that Simmons was going to be traded and this whole thing would be behind us. So, it was just a matter of when. And, yeah, I think it was like two hours before I get the text. And, Ryan, I think I feel a lot of what you're feeling. With seeing Seth and gone, I mean, he's the best shooter on the team. Was huge for us last year's in the playoffs. Huge. Uh, definitely would not have gone that far without him and what he brought to the team. Drummond, I owed him apology because because I felt bad for <laughs> what I was saying because I like Drummond. And he's definitely, as a backup center, definitely probably the best backup center in the league you could ask for. I don't know. Uh, you tell me. Like what he provides, rebounding and and whatnot. Definitely so. best backup. He's definitely been the best backup they've had. I mean, he's he's better than Dwight. He's better. I mean, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for Tony Bradley, but he's better than Tony <laughs> Bradley. Me too. Um, I mean, yeah. He also my I just anytime we talk about Drummond, I just have to put in the fact that that is a massive human being. But continue. Yeah, he's he's big. No, he is big. He fills out his jersey. He fills that out pretty well. So it was it was gonna be fun. You know, I was anticipating watching him get some, you know, meaningful minutes in the playoffs when Embiid comes out and I I feel comfortable with him there, but now he's gone, being replaced by Paul Millsap. And then the first round picks, it's like Yeah. Now 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 I know where Daryl's mind is at and where the team is at, and that's a that's a win now. But it's just crazy to think that we have two MVPs on our team in our starting <laughs> Like, it, but I think I think this deal was a success. It's it's funny to think back on our conversations. Simmons being dealt for you know Halliburton for maybe Bre- uh, Brogdon, uh, all these like names that and James Harden was just never in the conversation. That name was never in the conversation and. Now he's a fucking six. And the internet memes have been great. The content has been great. Joel's tweet. Joel's tweet oh was amazing. And I think the, it's just all the favorites and retweets are just getting higher by the Like it could have well over yeah, I, I, half I mean, a mil by the end of tonight. 
I can't rattle off for anybody who's not familiar with Joel Embiid tweeting about this. He posted a meme of a, a guy who, I don't know, he posted him looking nice at a funeral and he's like showed up to the funeral of my enemies or my haters or just to make sure they were gone or make sure they were dead. <laughs> Love it. It's it's absolute <laughs> gem. It's it's a it's it's a Hall of Fame tweet. I mean in all Twitter history it's a Hall of Fame tweet. This it's is this definitely, is definitely Sorry. I, 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 all I was gonna say it definitely has to be like like I, not that I would know but it's got to be like maybe the best athlete tweet of all time. I mean, maybe if you go way back when everybody was just tweeting stupid things because we never thought it would mean anything, turns out it does. But, I mean, it's it was incredible. Anyways. This is what's beautiful about Twitter is that when, like, a big event like this happens, like, you know, the whole community or just, like, comes together and just makes memes and we're all just, like, feeding off it together in this way and it's hilarious it's 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 what makes twitter so fun after jack just i totally convinced jack is right that that's an all-time tweet i just had to screenshot it real quick and save that tuck that away into my phone archives but like you were saying pat just james harden coming out of nowhere i love part of our the no country for big men recording schedule is especially for sports content it doesn't age well nothing does in when transactions are flying as fast as they are but i was listening back to our last episode and you did make some mention of james harden but i was laughing because you were definitely saying it in jest that a james harden for ben simmons deal would actually happen at the deadline and it's just crazy how much the situation had deteriorated in brooklyn to get to here what was hilarious for me is that philadelphia somehow got the leverage in a Ben Simmons trade situation after all the shit that they've that front office has had to put up with with Ben Simmons and the headache through the offseason and stuff for them to now have the leverage over Brooklyn because of how much of a stink James Harden's making he's demanding a trade inwardly just not trying to do it publicly like that is crazy to me and it it's part of why I'm hesitant about the whole situation to be honest too I mean, I'd imagine it's the, you know, how James Harden has asked his way out of the past two two teams he's been on in the past. Ca- I mean, I don't even know if it's been an entire calendar year or just over. Which, it. why did he ask out of the Nets? Kyrie? Because they suck. Well, we don't, we don't really know for sure, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. But, the, yeah, but the reporting seems to be implied that he's very frustrated with Kyrie's part-time status, which actually... There seems to be some some smoke to the fact that Brooklyn might the city of Brooklyn might change its its rules soon requiring vaccinations for for those events. I I, I don't know. Um, there's speculation that you know he just wasn't particularly happy with his role in Steve Nash's offense that he was being at, like he thought that he was gonna probably not be asked to do as much as he is. I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the opposite. Maybe maybe he wants more. Uh, it also has been reported that he just doesn't like living in Brooklyn or he just doesn't like living in New York. I don't I don't know. I mean, it, it just seems like he and Kyrie probably don't get along. He's probably extremely frustrated with the fact that Kyrie's a part-time player. 
that's the great kind of mystery to this all. That's certainly the great what if of those three guys and their tenure together. I mean, the fact that they're <laughs> broken up already is <laughs> just unbelievable. actually unbelievable. They played like, 16 <laughs> games together in total. Yeah, 13 and three, I believe. Unbelievable. It's, un- it's insane. It's, I, I, I mean, it's. Didn't we predict this, like, all these emotions clashing? <laughs> like these, well, from people these have types been joking players. that, you know, Durant and Kyrie, it's like, oh, my God, you're just going to get some sort of, like, mood swing galore. And it's, and I mean, that might be what James Harden was just sick and tired of. I mean, he just might have not liked the culture there. I don't know what the culture there is. It's pure speculation i there will be probably all kinds and all kinds of reports and rumors as to why this is he's obviously at some point gonna have to speak to the media (laughs) um so 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 i don't know i mean the fact that they're that that experiment never really got to see its day is is just honestly part of the thing that's most most crazy about this deal is just how quickly that managed to fall apart and i it's with well, the nba is better for it i mean think about how i mean i think we'll dive into the particulars of this deal what it means for philly what it means for brooklyn here pretty soon but if you just think about this in terms of the league like i, I mean this makes the east so incredible <laughs> this season i mean <laughs> yeah you yeah. have uh, i mean i mean the sixers are now contenders uh, favorites contenders. favorites they 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 In may some very well books, be we'll see we'll see how the sports books shake this out but i also some think sports that books. you know i mean like i said we'll dive into some of the particulars but i also think brooklyn's still looking pretty damn goddamn good Milwaukee's over still there. over under on how many games it takes for ben simmons to play um it would be hilarious if he suits up the next game I hope he he, he traveled with them. I hope are both you of see- them do. He what? Yeah, he's with them. Oh <laughs> in Miami, I my! I think it's Miami. Yeah, I hope he does. Oh, <laughs> he's going to Miami with the see, Nets. Do you see? Do you see Rich's quote? He was like, "This is a step in the right direction." Like he's feeling really good. <laughs> I mean, credit like to them. I mean, they got what they wanted, oh, and he's in a big market. My. And that is incredible. But. I mean, yeah, Miami's a solid team. Milwaukee's obviously the defending champs. Chicago. I mean, uh, Chicago's fun. Don't think they're quite up there with those Sixers, four no. other teams I just mentioned. But The Nets are the favorites, slight favorites over the Bucks and the Sixers who are tied for second. Yeah, but I think it's, I mean, it just makes it so fascinating because you know, I mean, I've always been on the side that a full-time healthy Nets is the team to beat in the NBA, not just the East, but that, that you know, I mean, they can still be maybe the best team in the league, but they, I don't think they can be that ceiling, high-level juggernaut that they, uh, you know, could have been, I, I suppose. I mean, we'll never know. I'll never know. Maybe, maybe they would have never been because that's just, that's just... You know, they just were never going to fit. But overall, this trade makes the the East, certainly, and the NBA as a whole, just incredibly fascinating for the rest of the year and into the playoffs. And I hope we get a playoff series. Oh, my God. Well, in a month, the Nets come to Philadelphia. There is zero chance that Ben Simmons plays in that game. 
There is zero chance. <laughs> Should we make a bet? Well, we already I we did talk about this, and if you want to talk about our bet, you will be tweeting from my account at some point because <laughs> we bet that Ben Simmons's next game would or would not be in a Sixers uniform. I said it would be. This was who knows when in July or August, and clearly that is not going to be the case. But I want to double down. I'm serious about what I said last episode that I don't think he will ever play in Philadelphia. I don't think ever. he'll ever play. But I I want to set fun. the, you know, the we have to have some reasonable amount. Like I don't want a decade long bet, right? Like I'm thinking like 5 years. <laughs> you want to do 5 years? What do you want to fi- do? Like he'll never play in 5 years in Philadelphia. That That's is absurd. That's pretty easy for me. I think as long as he is still on the Nets. So, okay, through his contract, through his contract, he will not play in Philadelphia. All right, I'll make that bet. All right. I think he will. Another come tweet back. from the other person's account. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, book it. Book it, book it right book now. It. There we go. There we go. I I know what I'm going to say. I've known what I was going to say for a while. Um Oof. Nothing heinous, <laughs> but I don't. I think it. you're gonna hate it. I probably <laughs> am, and I can't delete it. No, you can't. I mean, Jack, you've heard from the two Sixers fans. If if I haven't made it clear, I am. I'm pretty fucking stoked. This is very exciting. Yeah. This is very fucking exciting. We have two top ten players on our starting roster, and we have Tobias. And we didn't. We didn't give rid of of Maxi or Thibel. I thought Thibel was probably going to go in the end to get this deal done. I don't know if Daryl, like how badly he wanted it done, but I thought Thibel was for sure going to have to be a piece and he's not. We get to keep those core young pieces and this is going to be a fun ass team. This is going to be a fun ass rest of the year. There's a lot of drama, but as, as a non Sixers fan, Jack, mm-hmm. the Warriors and the Sixers might play each other in the finals now. Right. <laughs> prediction might be looking good. So it certainly bet. it certainly looks far more realistic than it did at the time <laughs> when he made the bet. You don't have to worry I, about it. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't want from it. And and our bet too is looking pretty spicy right now. Our decade long bet yeah. that the Sixers would win a ship in ten years, starting twenty sixteen, I believe. So that's looking interesting too. But please give me your reaction from this from this trade when you saw it. How, how'd you feel? I mean, yeah, the fact that it was happening is crazy. I don't think I remember. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily know, but I don't think I remember an in-season trade being this big, certainly yeah. since I've been following the NBA closely since kind of like 2008, 2009-ish. Oh, wow. I think that I, 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 don't know. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was like 12 and I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to both sides the deal in that. I, I, I mean, I absolutely think it's, it's a good deal for both sides. I, I mean, I genuinely believe that these two, despite, you know, the weirdness of this is that they are both. Yeah. In the same division, but, the same conference and both teams gunning for it in the same conference. That also makes it really weird because typically big trades, you know, I mean, a star is shipping somebody off because, you know, it's time to cut costs and tank or, you know, 
get a lottery pick or something. And here they're not, you know, neither team is obviously wanting to do that. I think it's both good in the very plainest, simplest way in that you get your rotten apples out from both sides. Like you get the guys who don't want to be there out. And in to me, that's honestly maybe one of the biggest pros of this is hopefully I've been impressed with how Philadelphia's, you know, played through this Ben Simmons being out all year. Thank you. <laughs> the James Harden. Yeah, you're welcome. The James Harden situation. Who knows how long that's been festering, but certainly the past two, you know, week, maybe two, it, it seems seems to have been quite loud around there. So, you know, I want to dive more into it, but I think that it's been on on the very simple level, just move, being able to move on for both of them, just being, you know, especially Philadelphia, just being able to move on and not have this hanging over them like they've had all year. And you now have your full pieces and you don't have to worry about, is he come, is Simmons coming back? Is he not? You know, X, Y, Z, you know, our players mad that they didn't move him because, you know, I mean, it's certainly fair with the season that Embiid's having for him to be upset if they didn't go out and get somebody. You avoid all of that now. That That is all avoided. And, and you know, I mean, I think the players involved is the most important part of this. But nonetheless, like, I think that's that's a pretty important aspect of this. I don't know if you've seen... If, if your Twitter, because everyone's Twitter is different with their feed, but I'm seeing a lot of people hyping up Simmons and be like, oh, yeah, Simmons. <laughs> like, this is going to make the, the Nets that's unstoppable. That's because you used to like him and you used to, that's why your feed is just injected with these Simmons stands. I mean, we were just fucking bashing on him for the past year <laughs> since the playoffs. And now all of a sudden, like, everyone's standing for Simmons and people are hating on Harden. Like, don't get me wrong, Harden, clearly sort of a diva with how he's presented himself with these teams and how he's dealt with these team issues. And when he just wants out, he wants out and he just stops, you know, it's, it's a little Simmons esque in a way. So I think Ryan, I feel you on that too, that I'm a little little scared of what this could happen, but the potential of this makes me smile, makes me fucking stoked. This is the best Sixer team in a while. So let's fucking go. Trust the process. Oh God. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, your point, too, about there being two MVPs, we don't have two MVPs on the court yet, so <laughs> just slow your roll on that. It's happening. <laughs> but you're right. Like this, I was talking to you guys about this during the potential news of this trade. This, on paper, is the best pick-and-roll duo, I would say, of all time because you don't have in wow. history – a guy as skilled as Embiid with a point guard who also has the scoring capabilities specifically thriving in a pick and roll situation like James Harden, possibly the best scorer in NBA history. How could you not get excited about the potential about that? And again, I, I think we're favorites to win the East. I think we're title contenders now. And how, how would I not get stoked about that? What I'm worried about is extends from our conversation from last time where all this discourse and the rosy tinted lenses that we're looking at this trade through is assuming that this is like Embiid's last year of his prime and that he's not going to continue to dominate in the league for the next coming years and that it's going to like all come to an end soon. Again, I don't want to take it for granted, but I also don't want to mortgage our future 
when Embiid is still going to be a menace to all opposing teams moving forward. So if Harden, if, if, if something goes awry with the Sixers, what's to say that Harden doesn't do the same thing? And what, like, there's not going to be another slumping superstar who's just sulking in the corner. You can't bank on that like a Ben Simmons to be there to do this kind of emotional swap, as you mentioned, Jack. So, Maybe. I mean, the, the Rockets got screwed. They, he had no trade value by the time that they <laughs> shipped him off, right? Like, they, they did not get him at peak value. And so it it's funny because it's like James Harden getting his way, but it's not because he's just, he's not helping the situation with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does seem like some NBA star gets moody and wants out. Every time. <laughs> like, that's like fair. No, that still. is fair. But, uh, you know, I don't think that we've seen it to the level that we've seen it with James Harden, except for, you know, Ben Simmons, which is a unique yeah. situation in and of itself. No, yeah, and the Ben Simmons situation is, it's, it's different. Like Ben Simmons, he asked out of his franchise, but he didn't ask out of two franchises back to back in the span of, you know, two seasons, uh, not even like all the way through one of them. So, yeah, I mean, the Rockets part of this is kind of interesting because it seems like reported fact that essentially the Rockets had offers to take Ben Simmons from Philadelphia and give James Harden to Philadelphia um, and also a ton of picks and stuff from Brooklyn. And they went to James and said, which one do you want to go to? And James picked Brooklyn and then they accepted the Brooklyn offer. And then that, you know, they'd be still pretty terrible if Ben Simmons was on that team. But like, because they're, they're also trying to be terrible as they are now, and they're just tanking. But nonetheless, yeah, I mean, it is sort of an interesting, like, James Harden was almost like, oh, oh I think I picked wrong, like a sort of buyer's remorse from that. We'll see. I mean, he certainly has a relationship with Daryl at the, at the least. Uh, who knows how well they work together, but Daryl certainly did everything in his power to make sure, you know, that James succeeded in Houston, and they came close a few times to winning – or at least winning the West. I True. So we'll see. I mean <laughs> ultimately, like, ultimately I I don't really th- I know you didn't want to mortgage the future and I don't really think that Philadelphia did that and I know Curry stings and he's stings. It does. Yeah, and he's developed a really nice chemistry with Embiid. Their little two-man game can be pretty nice sometimes. And you, but now we got Harden and Embiid. Right. I mean, game. I mean, instead of dribble handoffs and stuff like that, you're you know, Doc has to dust off the pick and roll <laughs> offense here. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, when's the last time his team ran freaking pick and roll? I mean, not, or, you know, it ain't Tobias Harris uh, and Joel Embiid doing it or. I mean, I was liking that they would they would run it with Maxi a little bit, and I love. Maxie. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That's that's very true. That's yep. fair. And you still you still have him. Thigh but mainly, you're right. The dribble handoff <laughs> is the main play that they run with an often embayed screen, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So you know, I mean, both teams, but Philadelphia, they're gonna have to work it out. They're gonna have to build chemistry. They're gonna have to figure out how to run their offense it's going to run entirely differently now i mean joel Embiid's still going to have his plays but james harden's going to have his plays 
we'll see what happens when they're both out there. Um, and ultimately, I don't think the deal that Philadelphia made leveraged their future too much because the young guys in Maxi and Thabo are still there. Curry stinks, but he's 31 years old, and I think he's going to be an effective player given his game, you know, into age. I don't also don't think it's a terrible deal if Harden is a... I mean, hell, if you get three years out of him, I mean, if he's a two, three-year mercenary in a way, I mean, hell, two, three years is... <laughs> As we've kind of recently just joked about seconds ago, almost an eternity sometimes for some MBAs, these NBA stars. So, I mean, a lot of what is scary that people are pointing out about this is that the fact that he's going to be paid like sixty million dollars when he's thirty-eight if he if he opts in or you know if they uh, extend him after this next season. Because I think he, he as part of this deal, in. Shams reported that he's opting into next year as well. So that's huge too because he's. Doesn't, I mean, he can always get. Can he revoke again. that? Can he revoke that? <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I mean, I, I need Champs to like actually tweet his signature on that yeah, contract. I need to know <laughs> how <laughs> set in stone this is. That is yeah. what I was worried about. I was like, okay, did he say that? <laughs> but even if he's here for two years, I don't think that that's necessarily the absolute worst outcome of this because you might avoid him when it's really going to be awful and it and, and not great. Um, and yeah, I mean, what James Harden you're getting is going to be interesting. Well, here's the deal is that it's it's just so exciting. I think the last biggest trade was AD trade. Just how he wanted out of New Orleans, yeah. and he got sent yeah. to the Lakers. And then probably before that was LeBron's de- decision, but that wasn't even a trade. That was just him during free agency. So yeah, I mean, for two contending teams in the same conference, in the same division, and for it to be months building up to this, like this, this was a perfect drama in a way. It just so much suspense all up until the very. Yeah. End of the trade deadline was phenomenal. And you got to experience it here first on the No Country for Big Men podcast. Just sort of continue answering some of the concerns that like Ryan brought up, which is really fair. And and yeah, there, this isn't without risk for Philadelphia because what James Harden you're going to get is fair. I mean, he's probably not the player that he was at those peak Houston teams. Um, but in a better situation, he might take it a little bit more seriously. Maybe they start to play a little bit the way he wants to play. And who knows, that might have been an issue in Brooklyn. But as Daryl Morey, and I, I'm going to take a quick deep dive. I'll try not to take too much time. But I was putting in a little time into this before, actually, today. But, you know, I mean, as Daryl Morey's Twitter bio says opportunity is not a lengthy visitor so i think it was always in his nature to dive into this and and you know i mean i think daryl moore is one of you know certainly one of the best gms in the league or i guess hey. uh, i guess elton brand is the gm daryl moore is the president um but <laughs> we know who's 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 doing <laughs> who's doing this but the season that joel's having is absolutely incredible Ah, MVP caliber, yeah. MVP MVP level. MVP caliber if you you know, if Jokic wasn't also having such an insane season, like I almost Whoa. wish they were two separate years. Uh, and not happening uh, at the same time. Man. 
We'll Do see I need to happens. shut the hell up, you? Shut the hell up! No, oh, no, no, it's, now <laughs> no, it's going. No, no. Now he don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I'm not, I won't start it. I won't start the sets. But he's been the Sixers' <laughs> Maybe engine. I won't. And he's mm-hmm. needed to be. The reason why, you know, I mean, nobody's arguing with this. As you said it, this trade now makes them contenders. Um, and I think that's fair because they just weren't contenders before. And Joel needs to put up insane numbers for them to be where they're at. I mean, his usage percentage is currently eighth Oof. all time. Oof. And I went through scary the top 102 usage percentage uh, seasons. Thank you for doing that. Why 102? You're welcome. I'll t- I'll show you why. It, 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 <laughs> it doesn't, seems it does. suspicious <laughs> to me. It doesn't. Yeah, screw you for doing that. Actually, am I cherry picking this? Yes. No. Uh, it doesn't. I mean, doesn't really change much. But anyways, you have you you actually have to go to 18th, which all time usage percentage season, Allen Iverson's 2000 2001 season, before you find somebody whose team made the finals that year, then you have to go 40th, 55th, 66th, 7th, 71. All of those were for Michael Jordan seasons. <laughs> In which he actually had higher usage percentage seasons. They just didn't make the finals those years. Those were generally in the 80s. Not the go. So you're telling me that... Okay, keep going, keep going. Right. So... I, this is also just kind of fun, like looking back on it. Westbrook, twenty twelve, ninety first all time usage. Booker last year, ninety second all time. None of these guys usage. won though. Besides MJ, AI didn't win. Freaking Steph Curry in twenty sixteen did not win. At ninety seventh all time oh, usage you brought percentage. It up. I I've brought it up. You brought up the finals. The reason I the reason I went to one hundred and two <laughs> is because I looked at the top one hundred. And I was like, man, only only Michael Jordan has won with a top 100 usage percentage. That is a great stat. We got to keep that from StatMuse. Yeah, keep you. that away thank from StatMuse. Yeah, Muse. fuck StatMuse. No, StatMuse is stat not going to work that hard for a stat. Let's, <laughs> let's not get ourselves. But one, one, 101 is Giannis last year, and 102 is D-Wade in 2006. So that's why right. I sort of jokingly oh, did Oh, so you helped you. us out, though, actually. Yeah. Right. Nonetheless, only 11 of 102 of those players who had, you know, obviously there are repeat players, it's not 102 different players, but 102 top usage percentage seasons, only 11 of those seasons did one of them, one of their teams make the NBA finals. Actually, if you keep going, it gets a little bit, you get a little bit more because I think that there's a certain point where you get into the nice zone of like teams that made the finals with absolute studs there's kobe's there's lebron's but they also didn't have to carry their team quite as much as the guys in the top of those usage percentage lists because that's generally how that list shakes out it's like there are guys at the top of the list they're super talented but you look at those teams right i mean Allen iverson made the finals that year but you know i mean he carried that team no baby him and matumbo yeah eric matumbo yeah but yeah, the, I mean, there are tons of James Harden seasons on there. There are tons of other guys who absolutely needed to be, you know, the water carriers of those teams. But it's really hard to do that, and when you don't have, you know, enough help around you, Daryl knows that, and that's what 
the Sixers this season has been so far. Yeah. And so I think that gave him enough ammunition. I mean, you know, he probably didn't look at the top 100 usage percentages and go there, but he's been James Harden's GM for 12 years. He's he's kind of seen this before and 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 he said I need to get a second guy and Brian's concerns were totally valid and like let's not ship the farm here. And I think the concern leading into the deadline was it was going to have to be Maxi, right? It was going you were going to have to get a Maxi so did not Or put, hey hey yeah, or Corkmas. Corkmas. Cork uh, thank you. Thank you for knowing. I, the second you interrupted me, I was like, I totally lost my train of thought. And I have no idea what I was going to say. You need a second guy. You need a second guy. You and need we a second it was guy. Maxi. And they did a good job not giving up the future. It was going to sting a little bit, right? Giving up Drummond, giving up Curry. Those are, those are, those are guys who have been we nice to them. You know, I mean, who knows? The 2027 pick might be very valuable. Who knows? Bronny. Hey, take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nonetheless, I I, I mean, props to the Sixers here. Props to Daryl Morey. Thank you. Thank you, Daryl. Yeah, props to you too. Yeah. Good work. You guys did it. Emotionally. You know, even. Holy shit. But going in when you have the chance, right? James Harden is available now. Who knows what happens in the summer? Maybe maybe Brooklyn wins and he likes it there now. Maybe a Brooklyn summer is way nicer than a Brooklyn winter. I don't know. Never been. But my point is, opportunity is not a lengthy visitor, according to Daryl Morey's Twitter bio. So, and, I, and in this case, I agree with him. Full circle. Bringing it full circle. You make a lot of sense, Jack. And props to you for bringing the analysis with the usage rates. Because I'm surprised nice. that that, ex- that yeah. stat plays out that way. But also I'm surprised that none of those LeBron teams he had a higher usage rate. I mean, obviously he had stars around him to help distribute the load. And that was part of the reason why he couldn't win a title in the first place. Is he didn't have that help around him. And you're also right that we're not really leveraging the future that much because Sethan isn't a spring chicken anymore and Drummond is a first-year sixer. And that's fair. I think part of me also, you know, as we talk this out, part of me is kind of scared that now our best shooter is now on our rival for the Mm -hmm. conference. Our backup center is now there. And now they also got our all-world defender, wing defender. But, you know, that would be... (laughs) We're talking about our bet, Pat. I didn't consider playing them in the playoffs. He would have to play away games if he played. He would have to. That would be the most ridiculous. Yeah. Give me another yeah. tweet. Give me another tweet. That would be ridiculous. I'm screwed. Boogie. I'm screwed. Yeah, you are screwed. That's why. When I, when you I just have to hope they years, end I'm up like, on what? either sides of the bracket and they don't play each other. And I'm praying for the opposite. And but and again, you know, it, it was a very good thing that Thibel nor Maxi were included in this. I'm, oh my god! Again, yeah. I'm optimistic. Yeah. I think that I'm not even saying that it needs to result in a ring. I do think it needs to result in a finals appearance for this to pan out properly. And no country for big men finals. I would love that. I would love that. And no, I obviously that's, I would that's want so possible the, now. I, I would obviously want the ring too. Like that is obviously best case outcome, but can't be the ring. Just in terms of separating like just setting the expectations for what we have for this trade 
and you know the we we definitely lose this trade if we don't make it as far as Brooklyn in the next five years I would say because they're gonna have at least part of this core including Ben I would see for for that long who knows if he resigns but he's playing extent, he's playing tomorrow through the extent of his contract yeah I just that's ridiculous he's that he fuck. went to Miami with fuck. them. He was so ready to leave. Where was he? Clearly wasn't in Philadelphia. He was probably in Los Angeles. But, you know, again, I that's just what I would hope to see for this to be considered a success. And again, you know, I think it is a masterful trade. I will say, you know, you call Daryl Morey one of the best GMs in the league. He's certainly one of the most active. I don't know if I would call him the best GM, though, because... He hasn't gotten a ring. He got close. <laughs> he got close. Can't beat the ring. Can't no, he got the close. Ring. And then shit went awry in Houston, and he kind of bail skied. And now he just stumbles into a great situation that Elton. Okay, he didn't. He did not bail ski really. I don't. I mean, know. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, you tell um, me. He's kind of like hard and forcing his way out. I'm okay. You, what are you saying? I'm watching you. I'm watching you. No, and what then he just strolls into Philadelphia. He is a weird dude. He is a weird he's dude. Not a, he's not this like sixer for life guy. He's just he's a mercenary just like Harden is. I don't know if oh I trust him. So you I want a sixer for life? You want a sixer for life? I want someone who's, who's dedicated in the long run. I don't want someone who's going to bail like he did on Houston. When the going got tough, he's out of there. You know, we want to talk about great GMs. The Your boy, Bob Myers. I would take Bob Myers in a heartbeat. Get him over here. Got a man crush on Bobby. I mean, the China stuff was... Okay, we're not talking big, about... Uh... First of all, I feel <laughs> no. like he deserves props for that. Because... I mean, yeah, I, I do too. He was on the right side there. And yes, I'm he was. I'm sure the NBA is. The NBA did not like him say that. No. Um, <laughs> he was uneducated on the matter, as LeBron James put it. But uh, I've I've never thought to do GM rankings. <laughs> <laughs> I am ill-equipped for this argument. <laughs> he certainly... I don't even know what to say. I, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I... I you called him deserves... one of the best. You can't say that you can't do GM rankings and call Daryl Morey one he's of the best He's one of the GMs. best GMs in Just the Just because I'm... he's a loud GM does not mean he's good. He's not a loud GM. He's not a loud GM. Okay, he is a loud GM, <laughs> but he's also a good GM. He's also a good GM. I'm not saying he's bad. I, I think he is good. I think he knows what he wants to do. I just don't always I think he might be too smart for his own good sometimes, I think is the issue there. Yeah, I mean I think he's had flaws. I think some of his loudness has been a flaw in terms of a little bit of how I mean, certainly as a Warrior fan coming out and here's X here's all the fouls we didn't get, we should have won. You know, I mean that wasn't particularly uh endearing or personality trait that I particularly enjoyed, but I I mean, yeah, God, I mean, GM rankings, I don't know. I mean, I think Mazai Ujiri of Toronto would have to be up there. Um, for executing you know. the Kawhi trade. Yeah, and just picking young guys. I, I mean, they're still good. A lot of them, a lot of teams struggled for a really long time. Whoever runs the Kings, really good. Uh, really solid, really <laughs> solid. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that just went over my... I just got to say that no matter who you root for, 
no matter how you look at it, this has just been great entertainment, top to bottom. Just yeah, everything everything about this day during Super Bowl week. During Super Bowl week, is has just Hold been amazing. On. I got even more entertainment right here for you. Whoa. I've gotten some breaking news alerts while we're recording, and now we get to see your live reactions. They're not that huge. Hey, Jack, put the phone down. Jack, put the phone down. Okay, it's down. Hand check, hand check. The first piece of news is James Harden cannot wear number 13 because that is our boy Wilt's number. So Mm. he is selected, and you'll notice in Photoshop's, some people are giving him 11. I don't know what else. He's wearing number one. (laughs) Jamar Chase? Well, it's funny you mentioned... One is slimming. There we go. It's funny you mentioned Jamar Chase because my next bit of news is he won Rookie of the Year. Oh. Oh, hey. And my last... And I'll throw in Micah Parsons won Defensive Rookie. That's not surprising. That's pretty badass. I mean, yeah. What about Trayvon? Great news. (laughs) Trayvon Diggs did not win Defensive Player of the Year. TJ Watt did. No. no. Uh, Yeah. I was like, no freaking way. That Cowboys stuff, too loud sometimes. Exactly. So, Too loud. No Cowboys winning defensive player of the year. I guess they got the rookie of the year, but still, good news there. Love Parsons. You guys were not as high as Parsons. I was high. I don't oh, know. Mr. I don't remember. Mis- you mean Mr. NFL is easy, and then in the his first ever playoff game, I see him huffing, puffing oxygen on the Did, side. Wasn't lines. he? Was, didn't he have COVID like two weeks before that? I thought the <laughs> NFL was easy. Can't you do it on COVID too? COVID not though. <laughs> do it on COVID. What kind of terminology? Number one uh, is slimming on James. That's smart. What's the um Ryan, what's the strip club scene like in Philly? There are a few. And I actually it's hilarious that you say that because when you talked about him not enjoying Brooklyn so much, I did think I think the New York strip club scene is pretty not great. Philadelphia, I don't think is fantastic. No Houston. It's no Houston. No. Definitely not a Houston, but there are some um locales that I've heard of through friends that are just enjoyable. Heard of, just heard of. Yes, enjoyable. So, you know, I think Philadelphia is a enjoyable city for any given person. And it doesn't, you know, New York could certainly rub people the wrong way. Brooklyn could certainly rub people the wrong way. And maybe that's just not James Harden's personality. But I think Philadelphia is much more accommodating to a diverse range of people. Well, I'm just going to say he's welcomed with open arms in Philly. He was welcomed in Brooklyn, too. I mean, they're stoked to get him there. That's not it. Yeah, but he's like he's like top two player in Philly. And Philly, I feel like, maybe more passionate than other fan bases. Brooklyn. Cer- certainly compared to Brooklyn. Fair. That's I mean, a good Brooklyn point. Brooklyn doesn't have any fans. Like, they're going to go nuts when they see Except him play. Which, which one do you think? And Jake Sperling, shout out. When When is Harden expected back? When is all this? Oh, he's going to play as soon as he can. No. Well, I mean, like, how bad is it? That's a fake. That's fake. That's uh, fake. You think that's fake? We'll find out. They have, we're recording this, obviously, on. I would love to see him tomorrow. We're recording this. I I doubt. I'd I'd be stunned if you see him tomorrow. We're recording this, obviously, Thursday the 10th. What? They play a back-to-back 
Mm. Oh, Friday, Saturday, yeah. and then they play again on Tuesday. Tuesday. T- TNT it. against the Celtics. I'm I think Tuesday's it. a natural oh. entry point. Got a few days off before that. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers is going to be forced to practice. Um, <laughs> Jeez, take it easy. <laughs> hey, that's a top 15 coach of all time you're talking oh, about. Oh, my ass. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. I mean, I know more about coaching a little bit than I do about GMing rankings, but, like, Give Doc. Ugh. Anyways, I don't. Doc's the next to go. Then you might be contenders. <laughs> and then Daryl oh, Morey's gonna step down from the front office and coach the team. <laughs> maybe, <itself>. maybe. <laughs> Why don't you go? Yeah, with his uh, crypto punks. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think we'll probably wrap this up shortly. But I want to get one more. One more thing in. In that, I think actually, to be honest, some of this trade. I don't. I don't want to say it will almost immediately we'll know how good it is. But one of the biggest litmus tests for for how this trade is going to pan out is Ben Simmons' free throw percentage when he a few games into the season mm. and throughout the rest of the season. Because if he's spent all this time and he's coming back the exact same free throw shooter <laughs> in the regular season that he was when we saw him in the playoffs, which let me let me get a little more specific here. His free throw percentage outside of his rookie season, which was 56%, it's pretty much 60%. He's 60, yeah. 62, 61. It's not good. It's it's bad. His playoff free throw percentage last year was 34%. Um, <laughs> so oh, no. he absolutely tanks. His free throw percentage actually was 70% in the 10 games they played in 2017-18. Then it went to 57% in 18-19 and 34% in 2021. So he clearly generally has regressed in the playoffs. But if he comes back and, I mean, you know, we need a sample size and look, he can shoot a 1,000 free throws a day. It's still not the same as when you're in a game. I get that. But... If we're a decent enough sample size in and he's hovering at 60% on his free throws, then that man does not give a shit about basketball. That is I so don't true. think he does. I really don't think he does. But I was thinking about that today, Jack. I'm like, what if he just comes back, starts knocking down threes, just start, starts doing that would be shit. incredible. I mean, I wouldn't lie. Like, I know you guys would feel terrible, but I'd be like, you you have to understand how absolutely of a miraculous, incredible turnaround that is. I don't think he would, though. How kind of troll? I think is. I think I think him playing with <laughs> KD and Kyrie half the time is better for his play style. So. I'm just remembering one of my friends (laughs) said that he's not going to average more than 10 points per game in a season ever (laughs) again. That just (laughs) freaking cracks me up. Shout out Michael Stormo for that one. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think we are kind of probably, I definitely have discounted the fact that he might still very much have the yips from the playoffs and the falling out after the Hawks series, which was, such a disaster i we'll see how he's shooting i don't i have zero faith that he has worked on his game much (laughs) i i think he's probably in shape i bet he's stayed in shape but in terms of trying to improve his game i doubt it i think this is a matisse thibel situation where you're hoping every season and it just never pans out 
Again, I don't know if he'll ever be a 34% shooter in the playoffs because that was horrendous and might be the peak of the stress that he feels from the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I don't think that he's going to (laughs) be knocking down threes like J.J. Redick or something. It would just be ridiculous if he just just starts teeing them up. (laughs) I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? for for clarity and and perspective sake remember Giannis sucking at free throws well he was 58% so no 34% is that's um, abysmal. that is yeah. agonizing it's pretty bad and, and as we've talked about it i mean he didn't have much of a desire to drive and get shots at the rim but that was his only real bucket generation on his own and if you can't hit free throws you're going to be pretty hesitant to drive and then it's it's a better situation I mean we haven't really talked too much about Brooklyn's side of this it's certainly a better situation for Ben Simmons because obviously Joel can carry an offensive load but the second guy in Kyrie in Brooklyn obviously is far superior at carrying an offensive team than you know Tobias Harris is and it, you know, it wasn't as bad when Jimmy Butler was out there for Philly because those two guys were the main offensive drivers and Ben didn't have to do quite as much. Uh, obviously, that team last year, he had to, and he's not necessarily going to have to in Brooklyn, but also if Kyrie's part-time, he will? I don't know. Brooklyn remains, remains as questionable and weird as they, as they were before yeah. this trade. They're currently so, losing yeah. to Washington. <laughs> Are they at home? Are they always? (laughs) It's on the road. It's on the road. He finally gets to the game. He just starts suiting up at halftime. Get me out. The Kevin Durant um, NBA inside drafting was phenomenal. Gosh, that was great content. See, great content. All that is the the All Star draft is genius for sure. I love that. They they the NBA did a great job with that. No Kristaps Porzingis for the Wizards, but Kyrie is. Uh, what do you think? You think they have a charter jet? I know. Why <laughs> these guys? Out? They do for Ben Simmons, apparently. <laughs> apparently, Ben Simmons is in Miami, according to Patrick. So, oh my Look God, it up. Look it up. A I, be, I believe you. I don't not believe you, but I'm the new Shams. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> God, I'm so excited to watch both of these teams now. I mean, See? especially yeah. I want to watch. I want to watch Ben Simmons play basketball to see if anything's changed. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I really do. I mean, okay, I wait. I, I just want to say before we, you know, tie the knot on this episode, close things out. Ryan, when will I get the tweet from you? No, he has to play a game first. He has to he has to play the game, but as soon as he plays the game, whenever you want. I thought it was in a Sixers uniform. Well, yes. But what if he never plays for the Nets and then somehow resigns with the Sixers? I feel like if he Oh god. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. All right, also, fine. Whenever when he plays the game next, I'll the, start the drafting up the, the tweet. Is his next game played? Is in what type of uniform? Okay. Sixer, okay. non-sixer. This is Very fine. Simple. I gotta draft up the tweet. I gotta write up the tweet. I know exactly what I'm gonna say. So, best uh, epi, yet. <laughs> best emergency epi yet. Yeah, all those other emergency pods, the ringer, uh, 
The Athletic. I don't know. NBA Math. Nate, Nate Duncan. Radio Roulette. Rob Perez, a.k.a. Worldwide Wob. All of Shut those up. garbage. When we were talking about Ben Simmons's playoff free throw percentage, I went to look at what Shaq's was like. And what's hilarious about just going to Shaq's stat page is <laughs> if you're going in anti-chronological order, the first thing that comes up is his Boston Celtics season. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I did not know he averaged 29 points per game twice in his career. That is absurd. That is absurd. Oh God. All right. Well, whew. it's it's done. Simmons is gone. Harden is a sixer. We live in a movie. Our life is a movie. That is, uh, that's it. That's all I got to say. This shit is going to be fun for the rest of the season. And for the seasons to come, the NBA will never be the same. Boys. What are we doing if it's a uh, Sixers Warriors final? I mean, we if it's shape. I mean, we'll have time to think about that if it's like shaping up to be that way. Obviously, we'll feel it out throughout the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it'll be you know. I I don't think we'll know. I was gonna say something extremely obvious, and I'm gonna avoid saying. So, you know what? Yeah, whatever you were going to say, Pat. I mean, we're it. definitely going to uh, live record every game. No, we can't. I don't know if we can do that. But uh, we, we would hey, have gonna, to do we'll, one I'm of just, them. We'll have to think of something, yeah. But I think that would be... I mean, that's the pinnacle of this podcast. But then we peaked. Then we fucking peaked. Shut it down, baby. <laughs> then we might have to shut it down. I don't think this podcast Holy could shit. handle one of us... One one faction having complete bragging rights over the other faction i'm not entirely (laughs) sure this could function how perfect would it be for pat's bet with you though to end with the six oh that would be my i mean if my team was responsible for also saving me a hundred dollars that would be great that's true that's true It's like winning a hundred dollars right there, right? <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Well, James Harden's a sixer, Simmons is a net. Thank you for listening to the special edition Epi. We got oh, Epi 30 coming up. Fun fact. What? Oh. As I, 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 I promise this is the last thing I have to say. According to basketball reference, one of the nicknames for James Harden is El Chapo. <laughs> yeah, you know what other one is? Honey bun. Honey bun. I need to know the El Chapo. El Chapo. I mean, should I get a Harden jersey or should I get a Corkmoss jersey? <laughs> get a Harden jersey, but get it like double XL. <laughs> Just stop. The real question. Like, I mean, both these guys are legends. They're both legends. Corkmoss. So, in their own ways. Corkmoss, you have like. At some level I respect at some I just think you're an ass of people who get like really obscure jerseys unless it's like true cult status which I suppose he is for you yeah, I don't know if he is for anybody is. else and if you know 
it'd be cool and it'd be fun if people saw you in it they'd be like oh hey that's funny but also like what the fuck <laughs> why do you spend your money on a cork mess jersey i mean i'm getting it from a aliexpress yeah yeah that's a good idea. all right well here we go boys this this is gonna be fun tuesday book it we doing this maybe no, let's record oh, we should, we should watch Tuesday's game. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. James yeah. Harden will be a sixer. We'll I, see him I, for the first time. Yeah, I mean, unless he's actually having hamstring issues, which, I mean, I think Hopefully that's, not. Yeah. We'll find out. We will find out. All right. Thanks for listening. My life is a movie.